1: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play, look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places
0: with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.
2: Welcome to Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. Here's your host, Todd McKim. Welcome back to Bear in Mind, official podcast of Cal Athletics. Uh, hope you had a great week last week. It was good for the Bears. They got a victory over Oregon State. A little bit later on, uh, we'll hear from Jalen Brown, women's basketball team. And the final segment today, we will hear from uh, softball coach Diane Ninemeyer, well on our way to 1,300 career victories and a Hall of Fame career. But joining us now to get things started is Cole Welly and Cole, uh, kind of the, f- the final... T- trip around the conference here for you got uh, uh, the Colorado Utah trip this week Stanford next week and uh, before you know it uh, the season comes to an end just your thoughts about the making the final go around in the league knowing that you know this is the
3: last uh, eight or nine games that you'll be in a Cal uniform I mean it's unbelievable I mean just to see where I've come like in these past four years and to think that come this May I'll be graduating from the number one public school in the university is just something that still kind of hasn't quite hit me yet but at the same point you know when you go home for a weekend or whatever and your parents are like do you like realize you're going to graduate mm-hmm. from college and it's just so surreal at this point but I mean I've loved this conference love playing with this team these coaches everybody and so just to be able to like kind of step back and appreciate that going into these last eight games right now is uh, just something I'm really trying to take advantage of and really appreciate because it is my last eight games in college. So,
2: Talk about just getting the opportunity to walk on, first of all, to be a part of the. How, how did that come about? Uh, what was it that uh, you felt like you, you could contribute and, and help the team out with?
3: Uh, I mean, coming out of high school, I mean, in Santa Cruz, I wasn't very highly recruited, and so I kind of put my name out there to a couple schools and went and had, like, tryouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal was probably one of my biggest ambitions because of my grandfather and because of the whole culture around the academics is what I was kind of going for. But uh, my senior year of high school, they were in transition from Coach Montgomery to Coach Martin. And so there was kind of a dead spot in between there while they were figuring out who was going to be the head coach. I went to other schools, but then eventually Coach Martin emailed me and said, hey, I know you were talking to Coach Montgomery. We'd love to give you your opportunity to try out. So I went up there, did that, felt unbelievably Um, confident in what I had done and showed Coach Martin and then he called me that night and uh, it was the saying that he said to me that really set me over the top for my decision when he called and said we would love to accept you into our Cal family Mm. and that whole culture is something that I really was looking for in the college and going away you know having a second family even though I live close it's still just being able to have a group of people who you really trust and like will be a part of every single day that was something I felt really confident in making my decision to come here
2: well, physically, we've obviously seen you develop. I mean, you're much stronger, much bigger than you were when you first got on campus. Uh, and you've had some moments where you've been able to contribute to the basketball team. This year was tough because I know you wanted to contribute early, but with the broken wrist, that really sets you back uh, early. And it's t- once the season starts, it's tough to kind of get back into the flow of things. Um, you know, what did that, you know, missing those first 10 games, you know, uh, especially
3: when it's your senior year, what was that like for you? Uh, I mean, obviously it sucks, you know, no matter what way you like cut it, it just is to miss the sport you love for over a month and not be able to help your team in any ways. uh, It was very hard for me to go through, especially like you said, it being my senior year and me having a bit more of a potential opportunity to like set myself up in those beginning games. But, you know, I do what I've always done the past four years. I showed up with my shoes tied and my jersey on and I just did whatever I could. You know, I ran suicide with them. I ran sprints. I stayed in my... Weight room with my coach and did as much as I could. And then in the games, you know, I was up every play, like trying to teach the younger guys who haven't been in the program enough to know certain things and just try and get everybody else progressing as much as they can so that when I come back, I I had essentially done everything I could to put myself in the best spot.
2: Well, you mentioned the fact that your grandfather played at Cal, certainly amongst the best teams in the history of of the sport with Pete Nolan, 59 60. He was the. um, on the 61 team as well. Um, What has your your granddad uh, imparted on you about what it meant to to play at Cal and what it was like during those times with Pete Newell and competing for national
3: championships? So he has actually been a part of three teams, and two of them have been potentially the greatest teams in Mm -hmm. UC system history. He played with John Wooden before he came to Cal, and he played at Ohio State. So when he actually came to Cal, he had some – transferring credit issues I don't know if they were the same now but um so he was but yeah he was on that team and I mean we have a family joke that my grandfather always takes notes and gives us a yellow pad and so everybody essentially has a yellow pad with their name on it and I mean every time every time I would make a decision or he knew I was going through a crucial point in my life he would say okay here's my pros and cons for you and so he said you know uh, at that time, it was still pretty easy for you to be in a fraternity and play basketball as well. And I think that there was at one point a basketball fraternity. So he talked about like the connections and relationships he made outside of basketball and how he, it had set him up. And he's a an, uh, civil engineer. So he really enjoyed it. And he talked about the fraternity and how much he still keeps in contact and is still such a big part of the whole... Cal community and just to see the influence it's had on him throughout his whole life and you know not only him but my uh, aunt went there I had a great aunt who went there and so it's really been a whole family I mean not really tradition but at this point I mean it's becoming more so because I have a sister who's here my brother will be here next year and hopefully we'll get the sixth grader here eventually but uh, I mean yeah just the whole tradition of it is really great I think.
2: Of course, next week will be the Pete Newell uh, game against Stanford, uh, the Achievement Award being handed out. And uh, you mentioned uh, your your sixth-grade son, who, if I remember correctly, last year we are in Hawaii, proved to be a pretty good shot, right? Uh, I think he won a contest over there,
3: right? Yeah, uh, there was a contest. I, th- well, I mean, I couldn't pay too much attention because we were in a game, but I heard a lot of <laughs> cheering in the noise uh, in the background. And I think you had to make three threes from, or three total threes, one from three different spots. And I think he made three out of five to yeah. win a pair of Maui Jim sunglasses. <laughs> so, I mean, it was definitely a highlight of the trip for the whole family. So. All right,
2: your granddad played hoops. Your dad, Alaska Fairbanks, pretty good player up there as well. Yourself, uh, your sister was uh, on the crew team, if I remember, it was right? Crew, and then the next one in line is going to
3: join the bears next year um hoping to do kind of following your footsteps yeah so he'll be a walk-on as well and i mean that's a whole other situation that really has shown the commitment that these coaches even coach martin before him in talking to me about my brother you know he understands how big a value family is to all of us and for him to come up to me and say like you know i know how much this means to you like we want to give your brother the same opportunity and just to see that value within him is unbelievable I think out of any coach and you, I mean, you couldn't ask it for something better from someone who's essentially taking another father figure role for a lot of us
2: well tell us about the big moment in August where you got notification that you would be on
3: scholarship I mean that was one of the greatest days of my life I think just to see all of the hard work and dedication that not only I but a lot of other people have put into my time in my career basketball getting validated I guess you could say but um I mean just to be given such an opportunity and such a blessing is unbelievable and I mean I I was lost for words I still like can't really iterate how that feels but it was unbelievable yeah, and just a couple of weeks ago Nick
2: Hamilton went through the same thing and uh, very well justified for both of you. Hard workers, team leaders, you can see that, whether it's vocally or just by action. So congratulations on, on, on getting that. All right, let's uh, look ahead to uh, maybe three months from now. you got your degree in hand. Uh, what do you hope to be uh,
3: doing after that? Uh, so, I mean, I guess I'll start with the, long, the long-term goal is to eventually be an orthopedic surgeon. Okay. So, however, with basketball and the whole crazy schedule of life you could say Uh, I'm gonna have to take at least a year off probably to study for the MCATs to get all of the um, experience hours I need in order to I guess boost my resume to apply for schools but um, yeah that's what I'll that's what I'll be doing eventually is going to medical school but as for next year I'm hopefully gonna you know take that time off to travel do whatever I can I mean if I keep playing basketball I mean we'll see if that works out but uh yeah i'm really gonna try and step back from the whole school aspect for a little while to like i mean once you've been in school for what 16 years now it's uh it'll be nice to finally have a break and be able to go on a vacation where you're not it's not a business trip i guess so so what are the places that you would like to visit um so growing up my parents were both very busy so we had au pairs who would come from other countries to take care of us for a year or so so my mom has put together a whole trip where we'll go visit a lot of them. Oh, cool. uh, so some of the places are Germany, uh, Finland, Norway, Sweden, France. We've had some from Brazil. But I think my mom wants to go to Europe cause, because ever since I was in freshman in high school we haven't been able to travel much and we've never been out of the country together as a family so it'll be an exciting experience for us
2: oh what a great trip that sounds like a great learning experience and just to enjoy and relax would be the big thing before you have to kind of go back and grind it again and hit the books all right man we appreciate your time it's been fun watching you grow and develop as not only a player but as a young man as well and we wish you nothing but the best uh, good luck this week against the, the mountain schools and, of course, the big one next week. It would be nice to get a sweep, wouldn't it? Yes. A season sweep. Now, your folks, are they, do they work over at Stanford or did work?
3: Um, my mom works as a, I mean, you could say lawyer. I think her actual title is like risk consultant for okay. Stanford Hospital. Okay. So she, she's not directly tied to the school yet. I think that's her goal okay. is to be tied and working with the school. But right now I think she just works for the hospital over there. Okay. Well, nevertheless, it would be nice to get the season
2: sweep over the Cardinal, that's for sure. All right, man, good luck, uh, best wishes, and uh, stay healthy, that's for sure. Thank you very much. All right, Cole Welly, one of the outstanding representatives at Cal student-athletes who's done a terrific job both on and off the court. All right, straight ahead, we'll talk to Jalen Brown. No, not the one that plays for the Boston Celtics, but the Jalen Brown that plays for the Cal women's basketball team as we continue on Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. Joining us now is Jalen Brown. Uh, who's from uh, Murrieta, California. That's down near Temecula between San Diego and L.A., kind of east, south of Riverside. I think I kind of got the quadrants all right there. Uh, Temecula, pretty good wine region. I'm in the wine business in the off-season, so I know a little bit about Temecula. Why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about Murrieta, California? What's it like? Uh, What do people do down there? (laughs)
1: not very much <laughs> you usually have to drive to like la or san diego to go somewhere um they do have like a roller skating rink okay. right near uh my house so every once in a while i like to uh skate a little bit
2: <laughs> but other than that not a whole lot going on huh not all right all right Jalen brown i mean the irony was we had a Jalen brown in the men's basketball team a couple of years ago playing with the celtics different spellings Uh, he's from Marietta, Georgia. You're from Marietta, California. So, I mean, there were some tie-ins. I'm sure you got that when, (laughs) when you got here.
1: Um, yeah, it was really cool just to meet him. Um, I met him on my official visit, so he's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, he was really cool. He made me feel welcome. Um. He was just really great.
2: He is a great guy, and he's very, very popular these days in Boston as they have one of the best records of the NBA. All right, let's talk about yourself. From, I guess, the beginning, you've had to overcome adversity, whether it was at a child or in high school with a knee injury. Just talk about um, you know earlier in your life and overcoming some of those obstacles.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, when I was born, I was born with uh, club feet. Um, I don't really remember don't much really of remember. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they had to put a uh, cast to reshape them to make them yeah. uh, go straight. So, yeah, I was fine after that. Um, I remember my mom always telling me that she would just cry all the time because it was just, like, so painful for me. I was crying. Um, Yeah, in high school, my junior year, I tore everything in my knee, uh, ACL, MCL, meniscus. Uh, I had a compressed cartilage, uh, so I had to go through a year of just rehab trying to get back. Um, Of course, now I'm here, and I'm just trying to do my best on the court.
2: Talk about coming back from a knee injury. It's different than it was maybe 30, 40 years ago. You can do it. You've done it. But it's hard. It's difficult. And especially at a time for you when, I mean, the recruiting interest is really building up. You had a lot of schools uh, on you before you got hurt. Then when you did get hurt, a lot of schools, you know, back off. Cal did not. Is that one of the reasons why you decided to come here is because they stuck with you through thin and thick?
1: Definitely. Um, There was a few schools, I won't say who, but that just kind of like, Lost uh, interest in me a little bit, and Cal was one of the one of the schools that just kept trying really hard to just get me here, and I appreciated it so much. So yeah.
2: What was uh, you know when you came on your recruiting visit, other than seeing the other Jalen Brown, what was it like for you? What what impressed you most about Cal?
1: Um, I love the people here. I mean, there's very it's a very diverse group. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to see different perspectives and everything. I love just the atmosphere around here. It's great.
2: We're with Jalen Brown on the women's basketball team uh, back at home uh, this week as uh, they try to stay in the first division of the Pac-12 conference, a very competitive Pac-12 conference, we might add. Uh, Talk about the comfort level you have this year, both academically, socially, and basketball-wise, compared to maybe the first year when you come in.
1: (laughs) first year I was definitely like it was a shock for me just like a different feel for basketball on the court and just academically um, it was just different it was tough getting used to but this year has definitely been a lot better Um, I'm used to like just teammates wise we're all getting along great Um, on the court I feel more comfortable handling the ball more comfortable actually making plays uh academically it's gotten a whole lot easier that's for sure (laughs) um yeah it's it's definitely a a change this year
2: i mean it's a big campus and when you first get on this campus it's like where do i go and how long does it take to get there right
1: right definitely you guys uh uh, time management is a huge thing trying to get your get to classes on time because it's huge you have to leave at least 10-15 minutes early um yeah are you
2: a scooter person
1: I want a scooter so bad. <laughs> I need one, but I don't. I have to walk everywhere.
2: Yeah, well, that, uh, I guess that'll strengthen the leg muscles, yes. but it uh, doesn't get you there quite as fast. Talk about the team this year. Uh, again, we talked about the conference, how difficult it is. Tough week up in the state of Oregon. But you know, coming down the stretch, you guys can still uh, do some things. You're right there as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned. Just to give us your thoughts about the, the state of the team right now.
1: Of course we don't like to go... Uh, 0 oh, three in the last three games, uh, but we—I think we're still headstrong and we're like together still, and we're just ready to learn from those games and convert it into Stanford and the upcoming games. It
2: yeah, was well, Stanford's always a big game, and Stanford—I mean—it's a team that uh, people wrote them off to start the season, and now you look at the standings like the big win at Oregon they sweep the Oregon schools they're, they're suddenly in first place but it's always a big game
0: of
1: course of course i mean we're not we know that they're a tough team to beat but i really feel like we are together enough to like to move forward and try and beat them
2: All right, Jalen, tell us about your interest. My understanding is you like uh, the world of finance. You did an internship last spring. I don't know how many people really like the world of finance the last (laughs) couple of days. But, I mean, do, uh, do you pay attention now to those kinds of things?
1: I'm learning. I'm trying to learn about, like, the market and how everything's going, ups and downs, roller coasters. I'm trying to, like, see trends and everything. I mean, to me, it's interesting. I mean, to other people, it's probably the most boring thing ever. But... I like it. <laughs> well,
2: it hasn't been boring the last three days, that's for oh, sure. 660-point yes. loss, 1,100-plus uh, on on Monday of this week. Uh, what, what is it about that that intrigued you?
1: I don't know. I'm a big numbers person. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I love math. I, um, I'm i interested in it. I just want to do that as a career. I'm looking forward to it.
2: What are you uh, studying here at Cal that would help you vis-a-vis the finance world?
1: Um, so far, I'm going to... Well, I'm majoring uh, american studies now and i'm gonna focus it on because you basically get to choose your own major kind of so i'm gonna focus it on economics and finances and all that marketing and stuff
2: all right well maybe we'll get you in contact with my brother he was a senior vice president at a major bank on the east coast and his son is a financial advisor as well in uh, wisconsin so maybe when you get done we'll uh, get you guys hooked up that
1: would be perfect thank you so much all
2: right Uh, let's also talk about one final thing Three-point shooting? Well, you're at like 38%. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, are you? Would you consider yourself a shooter or a scorer?
1: I don't like to, uh, not necessarily label myself, but I like to do it all. I want to yeah. just do whatever the team needs for me in that given game, and I want to be able to perform to my highest ability.
2: All right, Jalen, I'm sure you will. Uh, good luck this week and down the stretch. Stay healthy, and thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. All right, Jalen Brown women's basketball team uh, as they uh, try to get back on the winning track this week when we come back we'll talk to diane ninemeyer who is entering her 30th year as the softball coach here at cal she's a hall of famer and I always look forward to talking to her as we continue on bear in mind the official podcast of cal athletics we're going to talk a little softball now always an exciting time of the year with the weather we've had certainly it's softball weather with the uh, long coach hall of famer diane ninemeyer diane we appreciate you being with us i know uh you're busy this time of the year getting ready for the first of many tournaments coming up and the first ones in sacramento just to uh, give us a little idea what it's been like uh, being able to practice with such wonderful weather here in the bay area the last week or so
4: well i think this is a softball dream to have weather like this we can certainly get a lot of things done with the dry weather and get our girls used to really getting out there and playing and we're just so excited about our season starting this weekend up at sac state
2: yeah, it's one thing to, to practice with batting cages and indoors and all, the, all that stuff, but to actually be able to physically field ground balls and to have batting practice outside just has to make it a lot easier to get ready for the opening of the season.
4: Yes, we really feel fully prepared going into this weekend. Uh, we've had you know just tremendous weather in the month of January, and uh, we've really only been, like, been rained out like one time. Yeah. So we're very fortunate, and uh, we're very used to the dirt and to the field, and so we're looking forward to having a great weekend.
2: All right, let's talk about your squad. Uh, Everybody with women's softball, first thing you talk about is pitching. And you've got a little more depth this year. You got Zoe Conley back from last year, but you've also uh, been able to bring in a transfer from Fresno, who's the Mount West Conference pitcher of the year so you've got the uh, two aces on the mound this year.
4: Yes uh, Zoe and Kama will be doing most of the pitching this year and they're a real great tandem they really complement each other Zoe's more of a down pitcher that has an excellent rise and an excellent changeup, but Kama comes in with a rise ball and a changeup and a curve ball so the two of them together should be quite a duel for us because anytime a division one softball you have two good pitchers that you can put in them ma- on the mound you're really giving yourself a great opportunity to win games.
2: You know in baseball it's a little different the throwing motion obviously different, but with pitchers in college baseball, they tend to have coaches of Friday, a Saturday, and Sunday starters. How do you work that out with softball?
4: Normally we'll start uh, Friday and Sunday would be the same starter with the Saturday in between. But, of course, with these two, you know, you very well may see one of them throwing four or five innings and the other one coming in to close the game. Because normally in the game of softball, around the fifth inning is when hitters start picking the pitches or they start getting their timing down. And with this duel, I feel like we'll have a lot of options this year to really mix it up and keep the, ba- the batters off balance.
2: You lost every year. You lose people. You lost a good number of people. But you have a big freshman class coming in. So, you, And you have some veterans, so you look to have... Uh, the kind of a team where you can use the experience of the people that have been around for a while, but the uh, young talent coming in is really good as well.
4: Yes, this year's team is about 50-50, and so it's very nice. It's a very good complement. Our older players have done a great job being great mentors to the younger players, and the younger players have really stepped up and have done an outstanding job understanding the game and really going out there and playing hard. So I think it's going to be a great year for Cal softball.
2: Well, every year is a great year for Cal softball. You've been to the tournament like every year, so they're all good, Diane. Uh, and the conference is good every year, so <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of a, uh, something that we take for granted with Cal softball. You've won a national championship, uh, National Coach of the Year Hall of Fame, Diane Neinmeyer joining us on that Bear in Mind podcast. Uh, let's talk, first of all, about the returning players. Um, you've got some people that have been around Jackson for one is one of the better players in this league and has been pretty much from the first day she stepped on campus.
4: Yes she's very athletic and she's you know she can play almost any position on the field, but this year we're kind of look, looking at her at shortstop, and uh, she's also a member of the national team. So she comes in with a wealth of, you know, knowledge and just a, a she's just very you know in tune to the game. And she's she's a person that will probably be our leadoff hitter and get our thing our, our game started for us. And then behind her is Lindsay Root, a very athletic uh, player who played shortstop for us last year. She's had a little bit of an uh, arm injury this year, and so we're kind of like putting her over at second base, kind of take a little load off of that shoulder for a while and those two players together are very very quick and so hopefully they'll do a great job plugging up the middle for us this year and uh in center field we could possibly see uh bobby McHugh. she's very fast very good range and um And then behind the plate, we'll start a freshman catcher, uh, Lauren Espelon. And uh, she comes off of a summer team that she won a national championship. So she's also a very good hitter, power left-handed hitter. Um, So up the middle, I feel like we're going to be very strong. And that's kind of like where your game starts. It starts in the circle, and then you build the the game around the middle infield. And then, uh, you know, we've got excellent corners with – Kobe Pettis, who's a veteran player, power hitter for us. She'll probably bat anywhere from the third to the fifth hole for us this year. And then uh, we've got a couple of freshmen that will probably be playing uh, some left field and some right field for us this year and a, possibly a freshman third baseman. So all in all, I, I feel like we're very, uh, we're very good and uh, we'll be ready to play anybody this year.
2: I know you haven't played a game yet, but you have the fall schedule and you have a little bit of an idea. Where do you see the strength of the team being?
4: Well, I think our speed is is something that we really sh- really shined in the fall ball, but uh, we hardly gave up any runs in, in any of the games this fall, and really didn't have much competition in the fall season. But I know that you know when the spring starts, that's a whole new game, and it's what you bring in the spring. So we're just hoping that with the youth and the experience, we'll be able to really put a great team together this year.
2: Talk about the, your non-conference schedule because you always have a challenging schedule. Last year, you guys were phenomenal in the non-league. I mean, you had a tremendous Uh, prior to the conference record Uh, what are you trying to accomplish other than we know to win games when you've got tournaments you go to Palm Springs a couple of times you go to Hawaii which is always nice the Sacramento tournament this week What, what are you trying to get done in the first let's say five weeks of the season
4: Well, we're just trying to build our confidence, first of all, with some of the teams. But we mix in some really good quality teams. Like this year, we'll be playing North Carolina and Texas A&M back-to-back. And both of those are regional and World Series uh, team in Texas A&M. So we're going to be tested early in the season. And this is going to be good, especially for our younger players, to see exactly what competition is. And can you hold a one-run lead? And can you do the small things in the game? And that's kind of been our, our, our thing this year is can we do the small things? Because if you can't do the small things, then you can't expect to do everything do the big things, and so we're really interested in in attention to detail this year.
2: You know, when you first started as coach here at Cal, I I think it's pretty safe to say that the West Coast was the predominant region in women's college softball. Boy, has that changed in the last decade or so, because now we see teams from all over the country getting to the College World Series and winning national championships as well. Uh, What do you think has been the reason for that uh, development and the expansion of the excellence in women's college softball?
4: Well, the sport of softball is just a you know a huge sport and more girls are playing it each and every year and now that it's back in the olympics in 2020 it's just really exploded and now you can find softball players anywhere in the country and with indoor facilities uh even a person in iowa or michigan be a great softball pitcher uh you know they normally were always in the orange county area or in california but now you can find a great softball player in any part of the country but i also think uh just for historical reasons i think you know when we started doing the power five conferences and we saw the money that was put in the the women's sports especially in softball out of like the sec and the big ten uh where they're making you know multi-million dollar uh tv contracts they're able to put in new facilities and that started really uh giving the pac-12 a lot of competition because we were pretty much you know the game, and and now that the other conferences have much bigger TV contracts than we have, uh, you're seeing um, you know championships in Florida and, and other places that you didn't see 20 years ago.
2: Well, it's exciting the, the parody that you see around the country. And that's what makes these these early season tournaments so fascinating now as compared to a while back. Is that there's always a, a couple of really good teams that you may end up seeing again uh, in the playoffs.
4: Oh, very much so. I mean, it's not unusual for a team playing in the World Series to have already played that team three times during the year and so there's no surprises when you get down to the final game so but it's an exciting sport and there's a lot of parity and you know anybody can win it it's just all coming together at the right time with the right plays and a little luck and um, you know hopefully this year Cal will have a little luck.
2: Let's hope so too. What What's the spark? What, what keeps you going at this thing?
4: You know I just love the game. I've always felt like I'm the luckiest woman in the world. I get to do something that I've always wanted to do and I'm always on permanent recess I get to go out there every day and live through these girls and it's just an honor to be at Cal and to know that when I go home every night that I know that my girls are getting the number one education in the country and they also have the goal of winning a national title and if you can walk away in your career with a championship and the number one degree well life doesn't really get much better than that.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good, and a lot of girls have been able to experience that. Diane, appreciate your time. Get better with the knee, and we look forward to uh, watching in the dugout and uh, another outstanding season for Cal softball.
4: All right, go Bears. All
2: right, Diane Neinmeyer, the Hall of Famer, back again for the Bears this year as they uh, get things going this week with a tournament over in Sacramento. That wraps it up this week for Bear in Mind. We appreciate you listening. Uh, Thanks to our guests. Uh, Certainly had a nice interview with uh, Jalen Brown. She's got a terrific smile, young uh, player for the – women's basketball team. They're at home this week, and of course, the men are going to be on the road against Colorado and Utah. I'm Todd McKim. Thanks for joining us this week. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the weather as well. We'll talk to you next week on Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. This has been Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics with your host, Todd McKim.